the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer, I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch on a beautiful South Texas Saturday, and we are uh, here at Milberger's. You can come visit with us. Lots of your gardening friends out here. and. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of good stuff, too. Oh, man, is there a lot of color? I saw a lot of uh, gallon Thunderbirds as I walked up. Oh, did you? I didn't lean over to see what I else know. was we, there. The staff has asked you not to do that. <laughs> How about what else did you see? Did you see any? Uh, I didn't. That's all I saw. Didn't see oh, some, no 968s? No, I didn't look, Milton. Uh, I know. You're, you're superstitious now. laying out there. In the <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then uh, we'll have to ask Trace when he comes back. I was afraid I was going to fall on him. Ruby yeah. Crush, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of real grindy gold. Why are you putting all those daylilies in front of Jerry? Yeah. Is that is that my lunch? He's trying to DC. Oh, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a four-minute commercial. All right. 210-308-8867. Yeah. 210-308-8867. talking about the... Uh, they got a good supply of daylilies in. Yeah. Imagine that stellar, stellar, stellar deal. Stella. Stella or stellar? S-S-T-E-L-L-A. Oh, Stella. Stella Dior. As in like a streetcar named Desire. Dior. I don't know. that. I didn't, I didn't know Stella's. Gold. What? He's gold. Dior. Oh, okay. Stellar of the gold. <laughs> In other words, oh, okay. that's gold color. Gotcha. But anyway, uh, they were making fun of me because they ge- they generally don't put those daylilies where I can see them. I know, because he chews on them. Because the blooms are wonderful to eat. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they used to put them down the hill when I would walk up the hill. I couldn't. I would leave some blooms, but... Uh, they're going to die in a day anyway. Yeah, right? there's some already shriveled up on there. That's uh, why they call them day lilies. You're practically doing them a favor. Absolutely. <laughs> if, you don't, uh, if you don't eat those blooms, I mean, they just ugly up the plant. We'll explain that to Trace. <laughs> I, think, I think he's closed-minded, I Oh, okay. He's not going to change his mind. No, it looks like to me if I would leave the please don't graze on our plants. Blooms, uh, he would be happy with it. Uh, well, and the other news, did y'all get any rain? 
No, Ooh. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you get some? Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, inch and three quarters. Uh-oh. According yeah, to our SAWS rain gauge, which I'm told is not wrong. <laughs> I checked my uh, gauge uh, this morning. Yeah. And I had uh, a little over half an inch. Oh, really? Yeah. See, wow. As, as you went north. As you went east, you got heavier rains and north. Okay. But as, as you went west, you went to nothing. I mean, uh, Dr. Stein out at oh, he got nothing? Castorville got maybe wow. two tenths with very huh. little. So I guess I was on that end. Yeah, you were right there. where It, it was steady. I mean, it, none of it ran off. Well, you're west. How much did you have? Well, we got, yeah, we got a inch plus yeah. the first day and then a half an inch the second yeah so it was it was pretty generous <laughs> well i have noticed since this is easter <laughs> after the rain i went out and looked at my of course my uh <laughs> my uh, oak sprouts are looking good nice and green and lush and everything but uh, I figured that St. Augustine was gone because it's flat to the ground. You know, we, th- we think of St. Augustine, not like Bermuda, it's stolen on top of the ground or runners on top of the ground. And they say a lot of people, when, when they're scalping their lawn. Is he coming close to saying that, <laughs> in fact, despite his, uh, <laughs> his predictions that... Uh, he expects his San Augustine to come back. It's, it's, mm. uh, it looks like Floratam is, um, but uh, yeah, I hey. can't. I can't understand how. Yeah, well, we, we told you. you we know. need to save tomorrow's show. Uh, he will tell you something different. I bet. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> tomorrow's show is recorded. But uh, he he also didn't think we were going to get much rain. Oh. Hmm. Well, he didn't get much. You got an inch. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's good. But I looked, and it, out of the dust and dirt, there's sprouts. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's St. Augustine. But that is weird. I, it goes against everything. Now, Bermuda will do that in a heartbeat. You know, you can when you're dethatching your lawn or uh, running those dethatcher over there. High rescue grass, they, they grass s- does that too. And yeah, they say be careful not to take off yeah. the runners because that that's where they generate new plant. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't. You don't want to underestimate the recovery value of <laughs> of the lawns. The yeah, traditional but grasses and, and the, the weeds. They'll come back <laughs> gangbusters. Yeah, my the meadow is looking good. Is that the, right? The meadow enjoyed the rain. Yeah. Again, I I'm trying to figure out so. how to take a picture of it, but I have a wildflower meadow, uh, maybe four by eight, four by ten, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. We got we got some seed from Wild Seed Farm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Did you get one one bag or two bags? Yeah, we got two bags. One one's out in the front yard, not doing anything. Yeah. And the one in the backyard's <laughs> going gangbusters, but Great. the front yard gets a lot of traffic the, with the feral cats. Yeah. So they may have stomped on it, and those feral cats. Uh huh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, but anyway, they uh, uh, 
I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to watch that, uh, that front yard of mine, because uh, I just never thought St. Augustine, it may just be specific to that grass. You know, floor time's kind of a tough, tough baby to handle. But I think, I don't, I don't think so. I think we're generally. It's going to be all of them, huh? Yeah, I think so. And no, I, so. I, 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 I'm with you, though, on thinking that floor time is uh one of the toughest and yeah more resilient yeah may may be tougher and uh, more likely to come back than yeah. some of the others mark but peterson who was just here wanted me to tell you he texted me and tell you that he just picked up a, a red deuce so tell calvin oh did he yeah yeah well, red they, what red Tr deuce tracy's oh. had red deuce here yeah uh, a lot of gardeners have like you know, i guess they're Big, big kind of what? Coarse fruit? Or, Jerry, do you remember what the characteristics of the red deuce were? They were large, right? Yeah, large. Oh, yeah. Everything we've made uh, up until recently uh, have been large fruity tomatoes. That's why I fuss, fuss about Neil Sperry because uh, he says only the small fruity. You should plant only the small fruity one. And, uh, He's right for up, up in North Texas where they can't get the recommended variety or any large-fruited varieties, improved large-fruited varieties. Well, that's Trace. Trace. Trace is with us. I got I got me some water cans. Oh, did you? Good, yeah. Good deal. It's a good <laughs> price. Uh, you know, I planted those tomatoes and peppers over at uh, my son's, mm -hmm. where my son's living. And uh, he says those tomatoes are growing so fast, he can't believe it. They're already halfway up the cage that I put on them. Um, my wife's are above the cage. Oh, is that right? Wow. Except, except the Ruby Crush, uh, not the Ruby Crush, the uh, 968. That, oh. one, that one got a later start. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So the not, the Ruby Crush is above the cage. Ruby Crush is above. The other one that, that Calvin Solar is above. Yeah, good. Uh, I, that's been a pretty good three uh, tomato there's, weather. There's three fruit on the Thunderbird. Oh my goodness! Wow. They're like a pea, but that made her happy. Yeah, I think it's generally the case that the Ruby Crush and the Thunderbirds that were went out early are. Yeah, have got are showing fruit. We've had quite a few. Yeah, tell us that. Hey, uh, I promised you, and I think it's a good thing to do is talk about the uh, whirling butterfly. Oh yes. Yeah. Now there's not a lot of them. No, nope, only three hundred. Only three hundred, but you might want to come today and get them while they're hot because they are beautiful. Well, there used to be three hundred of them. Uh oh. <laughs> Did he buy some? Did uh oh, no, he's pointing at people. Just a, just he a wagon load. He bought uh, about six of them. Oh, maybe more. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, still uh, plenty. Yeah, so tell us, kind of describe it and tell uh, us what it is. Well, its nickname is Whirling Butterfly. It's actually a guara. Okay. Or guara, kind of, uh, it's like tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, so it's a beautiful little perennial. Uh, it's relatively deer resistant, and it draws I mean, birds and butterflies. Yeah. It's really pretty. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, the white one is almost as attractive as the red one, mm -hmm. but they uh, got to be uh, 
aware, aware. Remember that name, so Gara, then. I would call these pink. Because they spread pretty good. Would you call these pink or red? I would call them oh. hot, hot pink. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So his, as they get farther away, kind of looks a red. But, yeah, I can see why you'd call it a pink, though. It's it kind of a, it's a reddish pink. Pinkish red? Pink or no, no, reddish pink. <laughs> not pinkish red. It's but a, it, it but so it's, it's not the same red as the double knockouts in front of us. No, it sounds like, like a discussion no, between Shirt. the boss and and the assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely pink, right. Yeah, it's not red. It's pink. It's <laughs> pink, but with a red tint. Yes. <laughs> no, it, it actually does have a. So it's kind of a. I don't know. There's probably being a guy. It's either red or pink. You know, <laughs> I don't. So, but there's probably a term Hello, for it. Please. Magenta behind you. Oh, did you want to answer? Do, should we get his question? Yeah. Did you have a question, sir? You want to come on the air with us? Yeah. Okay. I saw that you have Concord grapes, so I could. I have deer, so I can. And no soil, so I could do a raised bed and I could put the grapes in there and uh, assuming they'll do well with the soil. Put a little fencing around to keep the deer out. Will I have a problem with birds? I live outside of Garden Ridge, up off 3009. Yeah, a few days before you think they're ready to eat, so will they. <laughs> you know, I love his sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> what variety so what do you did, recommend? What variety did you plant? Concord? He hadn't planted yet. I was going to, I he just saw they had Concord, and I thought, oh, my God, that would be great. No. So the right answer, do you want a table grape or do you want a wine grape? No wine grapes, just eating. Okay, so then that new one, that seedless that's down there, that probably be the one to pick. I didn't hear that. The new seedless one that's down there? Yeah. Uh, that would be the one to pick. Okay. Yeah. You remember the name? It's a number, isn't it? I, I, no, no. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's, wi- it's white. It's white and it's seedless. Yeah, Starts with an S, whatever. Uh, that was the one David is, I think next year it'll be a Texas Superstar. Yeah, I was trying to get numbers of them. I'm looking. All right. Oh, I broke my pen. I broke my pen. No. Well, that's a that's a portable pen, huh? I I can show you where they're at. Okay, great. Um, we, my wife bought a two-tier uh, pump uh, bird bath, and uh, looks really nice. Except the birds, after a month, won't even go near it. Is that because it makes noise? Initially, she wasn't keeping the water clean, so then we corrected that. No, that's because cats are around. That's because cats are around. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I, well, I've got a I've got a uh, bird bird bath that uh, I, I used to have all sorts of kind of birds. Yeah, in there. And then and came the cats. And the cats started sleeping out there. Oh God, sunning out there. Yes. It? I haven't seen a bird in there. That so. answers it. We have we have uh, feral cats all over. Yeah, yeah, I We're do up too. in the country. I do too. Okay. I'll go look at the grape. All yeah. right. Well, I'll head down Thanks. there with you. Give him this pen. <laughs> and is it the um, southern sensation? That's yeah. it. Okay. I just remembered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Google. It helped me remember. All I, right. I remembered the S's, but I couldn't uh, remember what the – it was a complex name for sure. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I really that that uh, butterfly, uh, the whirling butterfly, is very very pretty. I know that we uh, and I, I did want to bring it up because I know we have people sometimes that hear 
us talking and then come over and get it. So, yeah, the uh, one. The, the, oh, just so they know what they're getting, the gar okay. is, is a bit of a roughneck plant. Now, yeah. Uh, now these, there's some of them that are spectacular. Both that white one that we had here and mm-hmm. the, that red one, you can't hardly beat them for the blooms they're showing here. Oh, it's really yeah. more of a pink, I think. <laughs> uh, but they'll, I suspect they'll have some of the same characteristics as the yeah, normal garden. Yeah, they're probably just a selection. You know, like uh, the spread. They receive, they're seed. Oh, is that, yeah, spread and uh, look at, look attractive. And uh does attract the pollinators, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It said butterflies, hummingbirds, um, so... And they're tough. I mean, they can they, they usually take the drought and uh, yeah, they're growing. Uh, they're growing a while. I don't know if they're. I think they're a Texas native, aren't they? The gara. Yeah, gara. Yeah, some of the versions. I see them out on growing on rocky ledges. And, and I think I think I I think you're right. I've seen them in the wildflower books. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think it's a native. Yeah, just so just so you know what you're getting into. This is a. Uh, tough plant once it's established it's uh really easy to take care of and r- real attractive but it is uh it is a tough plant that uh, if the conditions are right it would like to spread yeah also they've got a tough plant out here they don't have a lot of it's sitting on the ground out here in front yeah. of us the lantana silver ponytail oh yeah i've heard y'all talk about that before that's uh that was one of paul cox's favorite he and benny simpson collect them it's a native hmm. uh because they're spectacular for rock gardens or are bad to, hard to grow places in now they get do they need full sun i think so yeah it i think it looks like they away. might yeah they in the wild they you know, grow on rocky ledges and everywhere uh-huh. else. And uh, when Paul was around, they had uh, they planted them in the medians there at uh, the botanical garden at the old entrance. Old entrance, yeah. Old entrance, and uh, they had several. Uh, and he also they also planted them uh, down in the. Uh, the entrance to the the greenhouse uh, down the hill, uh, what do you call it, in, in the arbor in the arboretum or in the greenhouse. Look at this guy. Man, he he don't mess around. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Let us help us with, let us help you with your gardening situation. Or just call us and brag. Tell us how your tomatoes are doing. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 AM the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Take a second to talk to you about Warren Remy and Spider-Man. Warren Remy is Spider-Man, and his company is Spider-Man. 
termite and pest control. If you've got a pest issue or you want to make sure you don't, uh, you give Spider-Man a call and he'll help you like he's helped so many people since 1976. Don't add up the years. It'll just depress you. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he knows what he's doing, and I like the way his approach. His approach is to look at things holistically. What's the problem? What's causing the problem? And that's why he's so successful. Uh, give him a call, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, or go online and read those good reviews. Uh, go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. You didn't mention that he's got the good stuff. He's got all kinds of stuff. He's got the right <laughs> stuff for your needs. Yeah, All right. right. the Two, good stuff. That's what you like. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Were we finished talking about the St. Augustine? I know I interrupted you. Um, no, I'm, I'm just amazed. Okay. <laughs> I hope that's St. Augustine. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, and, and like I said, mine's been with every little rain that we've gotten. It's kind of perked up a little more and more little little yeah. sprouts and this, this kind of checkerboard look. I'm guessing, hoping with all the rain, it'll fill in a little bit now. Yeah, yeah I'm mowed, I mowed uh, the rescue grass, and <laughs> it really perked up and filled in. Uh, too so all, all of those grasses are amazing how quickly they can respond to changes to yeah I, I was gonna have have uh jeremy mow my bluegrass beautiful bluegrass and then i looked out the other day <laughs> right before the rains came and it was seed uh, oh yeah you w- uh, waving in the wind and i'm thinking you know, we had a problem with that you can't buy seed of it. So if you got that beautiful annual bluegrass now, uh, and you miss mowing it a couple of times, and I imagine it's stretching, it's bolting now anyway because of the warm weather. Mm. Uh, let that seed mature. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's green on mine. But it depends on how old your stand is and how long you've been since you cut it. But that seed will turn, uh, it's kind of like blue bonnet seed. It'll first turn, uh, uh, be green, of course. Then it'll turn a yellowish, yellow. And then uh, it'll turn brown. That's when you need to mow it or either, or either and uh, save the clippings that you mow it in, catch them in a grass catcher, and then uh, sprinkle them out where you want beautiful bluegrass uh, next fall. And uh, don't worry about covering them or anything else, but uh, uh, that that should spread that seed. I had originally said I was going to tell everybody just to cut cut the uh, stems off. Mm Mm-hmm. And put them, save the seed that away. It's very small seed, but uh, I think if you go ahead and let those uh, seed pods, which at the are at the end of the, they look like wheat out there, kind of. Not as big, of course, but uh, if you let those go ahead and turn brown and then mow it, I think you'll be all right to use the clippings. Cool. And and it, when would you use the clippings? Huh? When would you do that? 
after they I mean, turn brown. You just scatter them where you okay. want them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's probably not. They're not fussy when you uh-uh. use them. Uh-uh. They can be. They could be put right down, or they could be. Oh uh, yeah. Wait until. Uh, so are you going to do that? Yeah. Because you 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 like that bluegrass. Oh, I love it. All right. But uh, we had. We, you remember we had a person calling us. Uh, wanted to buy. He wanted some seed, and he, he thought it was beautiful. So, uh, and and we're in the ditch. It was in the ditch. Yeah, that was. So, uh, if you want more bluegrass to come up in the ditch, <laughs> go ahead and let it let the uh, tops dry. I guess and that's not the be- that's not the best name for it. Is it the de- ditch selection? No, <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> it. No. Hey, yeah. Marty's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Marty, how can we help you? Uh, how are you guys? Uh, well, about a year ago, I was going to pick up all my uh, old grass and nasty grass that I have in the front of my house, and I called you guys. Uh, I live in Lavernia, and I called you guys, and you recommended a, the right type of sod for the uh, for the kind of uh, ground that I have here, which is pretty much sand. And, of course, uh, I didn't write it down, and I'm kind of old, so I kind of forgot the whole thing. So I'm trying to see if you guys remember <laughs> what you recommended. <laughs> Uh, is it in the sun? Uh, most of it, yes. But then I got some shady parts. Uh, I got some big oak. Okay. So, uh Uh-oh. Some of them cover that, so yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what grass did you use before? St. Augustine? No, this is, this is, no, this is just a regular grass when I moved here seven years ago. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is just whatever the contractor put in front of the house and then uh, whatever else came into play, so yeah. Are the uh, when you pull up a piece of the grass, or is the st- are the stems very thin and wiry? Yeah. yeah, they're very very thin. I just pull them outside, so I just pull. Them okay, that's Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. That's probably Bermuda. And uh, it's not gro- it's not growing under the trees, is it? Actually. Uh, yeah, well, it's a combination of a little uh, grass and the rest of weed. So, okay. yeah, so it's not, uh, yeah. but most of the, most of the, uh, what I wanted to pick all this stuff from, mostly it's sunny, but I do have some spots that I shade, uh, shade, so, yeah. Okay, well, the, the Bermuda will tend to grow in the sun and mm-hmm. not, not in, never in the shade. Yeah, and, and the Saint Augustine has wide blades on the grass when you pull it up, and also uh, thick stems. No, definitely is not. So, okay, well, <laughs> you probably got all Bermuda. Yeah, but uh, and you didn't water it or take care of it or anything. But uh, I think it'll come back. Did you get some rain? Just recently? a lot of rain. Yeah, we got a lot of rain. Okay. I bet I bet you'll see that greening up and uh, spreading. Bermuda really spreads fast when it begins to grow. Yeah, I think that part of the issue that I have is that I have a lot of weeds as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, I don't use a a, a, a catcher uh, when I cut it just a little uh, lawnmower. So whatever 
weeds that I have, I guess they continue to spread just because of the seed. So I was wondering if a, a better, thicker grass that would be a little more aggressive and to expand. Not not more aggressive than Bermuda grass, which is what okay. we think you have. Um, I think I, I would just uh, encourage the Bermuda grass. Now, okay. uh, as far as the weeds are concerned, uh, there are some uh, some herbicides that you can use that will only kill weeds and and uh, not the Bermuda. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of that. Uh, but uh, or or you can use the cheap way and uh, just mow them, mow mow <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, Weeds close to the ground, uh-huh. and and you'll be uh, favoring the uh, Bermuda because it's grown, it's cut mowed close to the ground too. And a lot of okay. those weeds are, will be declining with the, right. the heat. Yeah, in yeah, summer. yeah. You're right on that. You're right on that. Yeah, they tend to uh, sort of go away a little bit once we get the uh, we don't get yeah. enough of the rain. So, yeah. And uh, what do you recommend? At that time, you might want to put some fertilizer on it. Yeah, well, I've been doing a little bit of that throughout the year. Okay. And, uh, you can see you can see where the when I put the fertilizer and water it and all that, uh, you can see the uh, color getting greener and the grass a little more stronger. I think. Okay. But yeah. Well, I think it'll work out for you. Okay, so yes, they continue to use the Bermuda grass. Then. Yeah. I think that's Bermuda grass. Okay, all right. And that's the toughest grass you can have down there. Okay. In that sand. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, guys. You have a great day. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Marty. Thank Good you luck for Marty. calling. All right, you take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Weren't you looking for the name of a product? Were you looking for something to kill Bermuda? Yeah, but I think mowing is his best. Mowing option. is his best bet. Okay. Well, you know. Took our MSMA off, and you were, you were recommending one that uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't either. There so you go. We, we, we got like four products that are designed to kill, specifically aimed at Bermuda, but it would do other grasses too. Okay. Uh, grass Be Gone is one. Uh, the other one is Over the Top. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's the, the one I think he was, and that's the one that you can use uh, as a vegetable approved. You're right. And then there's a concentrate. Uh, I want to say it starts with a V, Vantage or something like that. I can't, okay. I can't remember. So three, three, not four. There you go. But uh, I think he's in Floresville, and I assume sand. Yeah, I th- he said sandy. And uh, oh, he he got weed wood and in. Bermuda that's been there for quite a while. Okay. So if he just mows that, mows it close to the ground. Mows short, mows frequently, eventually most of those give up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Chris, do you want to tell us about uh, begonias, the three? There's uh, different bloom colors and different foliage colors. Have you got, I think, uh, three of each or? Uh, All right, so theoretically... Without being able to walk over there, we should have green leaf white, green leaf pink, green leaf red, and a mix. And then we should have bronze leaf white, bronze leaf pink, bronze leaf red, and a mix. 
Uh-huh. Do you uh, ever prefer either, any, any of them, or do you have gar- gardeners that uh, really well, talk about one rather than the other one? So if it's, I, I like the darker leaf ones because if, even if they're wrong on how much light they actually get, the darker leaf will tolerate it. Yeah. And no. begon- most begonias will tolerate it uh, regardless, yeah. Yeah, the green leaves always get that burn on them. They might as well have started with a dark leaf if you get it in too much sun. Yeah. But uh, they're, are they still on sale? Mm, that's a negative. negative. Uh, I think we have zinnias and petunias mm-hmm. on special. Right. Four for five dollars. Too that's many zinnias out there. There's no such thing as too many zinnias. I thought of Calvin. Uh, you must so. have. I think he brainwashed you or something. But uh, well, you think of bo- I think of bogonias and zinnias together because the one for the sun, one for the shade during the uh, summer s- season, both yeah. relatively easy. Of course, the bogonias are probably easier to take care of than the zinnias are, um, mm-hmm. but uh, they're very attractive and they they make it through the summer. Uh, quite often, they'll make it into the winter. We haven't had a real good uh, winter bogonia. Uh, season lately but uh, uh, they are easy to grow and easy to take care of in the uh, summertime and the zinnias of course are ready for action the butterflies hummingbirds the bees all are attracted to the uh, have you got any uh, orchids left I I don't know. Peter <laughs> Peter just walked up to me about forty five minutes ago. And said, "Hey, I bought some orchids," and I just kind of <laughs> I kept walking the other direction. Well, somebody somebody uh, bought a bunch of them. Bought them all, I guess. Yeah, they were be, beautiful. That'd be nice. And uh, I, bet, I bet they brought brought them for the church That's possible. decoration tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> they were they were killer. They were looking good. And the nice thing about an orchid is that, uh, like I said blooms that haven't opened well even the ones that have opened will last for months and the older it gets the longer it seems to bloom yeah Hmm. right yeah yeah if you find that magic location where it gets like an eastern (laughs) exposure yeah and uh you just keep it because they just keep year after year they keep performing there and they'll uh what Four or five months, six months sometimes they'll, uh, they'll last in that spot. Hard to beat. People are really buying that uh, split leaf. Philodendrum, yeah. Philodendrum. It's, ama- um, it's amazing what 16 degrees does to certain plants. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, granted, most of them probably survive, but they might have a leaf or two uh, at the moment. So, yeah. everybody wants to replace and look good for Easter. Everybody. Yeah. That, that's. Probably one of the best plants for shade, Remy. Are there any other Easter things? We've still got one day if you want to decorate your home for Easter. Well, we have people shopping our knickknacks for, oh. uh, for, to put in baskets. Oh, that's a cool idea. But the gardeners, they, you know, hand tools, pruners, just like you would Christmas. Uh, yeah. They appreciate that kind of stuff for Easter, too. People love pots. So, so you know what was in my Easter basket? I'm scared. Nothing I can eat. Oh. She's got it. And didn't even put it in a basket. She said, this is for your Easter basket, but you can't have any of it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man. They did me that away with uh, 
Well, you don't trick or treat. You don't listen to anybody. You didn't no, anybody. no, no, But uh, he's, 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 he's over at Kane's on the phone to his doctor <laughs> making appointments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I have the Canes people uh, give my doctor's call. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, the, uh, as, as I was pulling in, I noticed that the uh, still got those uh, lovely uh, six-inch white, no, not saucers, uh, pots. Pots, those big pots that I like. Yep, only got about 6,000 more to go. Uh, wait a minute. The big ones? No. The little, say that. The little one. Okay. The little one. I, I like the 18-inch terracotta uh, that's, pot. That's a good deal. Regular $63.99. Sale two for $85. They used to be two for $100. And I was getting ready to buy them two for 100 Oh, but now man. they're two for eighty-five, and I. Now he's waiting for. He might wait for two or three <laughs> years. Now. See the uh, price will go down. They'll be gone. But it's a. Uh, and and uh, put, that's what I planted my uh, uh, Jeremy's, my son's uh, tomatoes, tomatoes and peppers in. And I used that uh, acidic mix that you had out there. So I Did talk, you notice? I, I talked to those people and they said, oh yes, you can use this as a potting soil. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. using, using it as a potting mix. Because a, a lot of sphagnum peat in it. Yeah. Because tomatoes, we don't think of them as a acid-loving plant like a blueberry or an azalea or a gardenia. But uh, if you look at the literature, uh, they said the best pH to grow tomato that is 7.5 and so uh, that's neutral basically neutral and so uh, that that mix should be perfect for it and added a few grains of osmocote in there oh, okay not copious <laughs> yeah it was copious oh. I did it so I am watching the whirling butterflies get lots Fly? of Fly out the nursery, yeah. There's two there. There's two over there on the left-hand side. That's great. Yeah, I think one of the best they're pictures kinda, they're I ever made. They're kind of Yeah, I think one of the best pictures I ever made of a hummingbird were, was on a, one of those plants, gar plants. Oh, good. Because uh, they they just can't get enough of that nectar, I guess. Hmm. So uh, it was a... It was a planted at a playground and I was letting Jeremy go out there and run around and so uh, they the, the hummingbirds were really after that thing. This was like 50 years ago? Yeah. Did they have cameras back then? Probably, yeah. A real, <laughs> real camera. Speaking of cameras, a lot of people on... Yep, there's two more. <laughs> Just... Just noticing. There's four. What are you talking about? Oh, there's four in there? <laughs> He's got two in each hand. Uh, oh, you're looking at the cart in front. I was of them. looking at the cart. The guy walked by them. That yeah, had he's two got in each two. Hand. Man. Oh, he's got four. He had two in each hand. <laughs> oh. A lot of people like to go driving and on Easter and look at the blue bonnets, don't they? Yeah. Well. Are you going to depress us? <laughs> the good news is Jeremy. You know, singing all over Texas. Uh, found them, found them uh, where they're very thick, 
They're so thick, he almost stopped and took a picture of them. Oh, cool. Uh, he's seen me stop to take pictures several times. Mm. But, uh, the, uh, and he's, he's supposed to call, call us with the location. It's north of Johnson City. Johnson City uh, and Fredericksburg and all that are under the same drought that we are. And uh, so it, he was going up further north, up to uh, 281 and 16. And he said, they're thick and pretty up there. But Milton, yes. everybody can't drive up there to see them. Right. So what can they do to see some beautiful blue bonnet pictures? Oh, they want to see. com. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> I've got. I've, I've, uh, can they impose themselves on that picture for the family photo? <laughs> What's that? Can oh. they impose themselves on that oh, picture? Oh yeah, for with a Photoshop, photo? you can. Yeah, you, you can do anything. I encourage uh, my webmaster, my great webmaster, to put the pictures that I took uh, uh, spring in the spring of the uh, ladybird lavender, uh, ladybird royal blue blue bonnet. The ones we sell here most of the time, and uh, I, I, I mentioned after I took the pictures that those were probably these will probably be the last pictures I ever take about blue bonds. No, because when I I can I can get down pretty easy <laughs> in the blue bonds, but it's hell getting up. Uh, I don't want to imagine Jerry getting down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, it was easier for him to get down yeah. than it was to get up. Yeah, we noticed that. I'm, when he fell down over here, I mean, he just went, went right straight I, down. I went down easy, didn't I? Yes. Oh, so well, since When you're Jerry, taking pictures, <laughs> yeah. you want to fall at a certain location, you know. Since Jerry will no longer bend over to look and see where the tomatoes are. That's right. Do we have the one-gallon 968? Yeah. No, uh, we have one-gallon tomatoes. Okay. Uh, I don't know about 968. Okay. Anything new in the I saw, uh, little four-and-a-half-inch pots? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, other stuff. There, yeah, no, no. There was some uh, beans, but they may already be gone, too. Oh, well. Basil. We, we talking... finally got a quantity of basil. Okay. Other than last night, we ought to be at the right weather for it to be successful. And we've got uh, plenty of uh, tropical milkweed? A hundred. I'm not, I'm not sure that's plenty. Because we got a full class scheduled for on the 15th. Oh, well, there's a whole week between now and then. I'll get more. Okay, good. Hey, we need to take a break and uh, get you caught up and with all the information. Back in a moment, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, a reminder, even though we got rain, a tree hugger sprinkler needs to be in your gardening arsenal to help you take care of new trees, take care of trees that are have been there a while. The tree hugger sprinkler is perfect for that. Uh, it has uh, It's a hard plastic sprinkler. It has a hinge on it, so it opens up and creates kind of an, a C. 
It opens up. Thank you. And then you close or hug the tree. And uh, there are three different sizes, 7, 11, and 15-inch. But you turn it on just a little bit to water that root ball. And you, oh, is that what you're turning on a little bit? That was good. Or you uh, turn it on more to water near the um, the drip line and the tree hugger sprinkler. I love mine. Enjoy working with it. Enjoy using it for a variety of different. I should put that in the middle, but uh, I know I saw that. So uh, take and find the tree hugger sprinkler here at Millburgers at H E B. You can check them out, uh, and you can check them out online at treehuggersprinkler.com. That's treehuggersprinkler.com. And we just saw how many do you think there were in there? Oh. Nine, nine or <laughs> yeah, of the uh, whirling butterfly. There you oh, go. and there are two people over there now. <laughs> All right, you need to if you, if you go look it up online. It's the pink or red one. Oh, does she have some too? Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, and uh, head on over to Millburgers quickly. <laughs> uh, Three hundred seems to be going pretty fast. Did that? Did that rain? Uh, some of us got last night, uh, yesterday. Did that? Did that? Uh, cure the drought i mean is uh, based the drought on, over based on your your comments week after week after week <laughs> after week uh no it did not if it took three years to happen yeah it's gonna take a little while but to unhappen. Yeah. It's, it's a healthy start i wonder <laughs> how a, i wonder in, how the aquifer is, did inches useful yeah now, the, that that, the, that wouldn't probably help the aquifer a little bit but that's that's when you start a li- little later in the drought. You'll start yeah. seeing the aquifer start filling. No, oh, okay. Yeah, the the a weather person uh, said that the aquifer came up last. I don't know. I haven't heard. No, oh, really. But uh, I, I always say if a if a cow pees on a rock and and uh, right recharge zone, uh, it'll come up. For, Dance. That's what you always say. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but that uh, would be nice too. It that will. Would. It will not. And do you know how much rain we got here? How much? Can't park in the ditch. Is that right? Is no. the ditch running? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> well, maybe some of that'll get in the aquifer. Maybe so. That's well, some good. will, but. But I think uh, I think we needed it. it's you've always talked about it being west of us that is the is the is the big part right yeah yeah okay hi but the uh the problem is uh, after such a long dry spell the subsoil is dry like a rock yeah and so that's where the uh your sprinkler a tree or sprinkler comes in uh and it it, it waters slowly, or you can turn it on, very watering very slowly. O- only on your water day. Absolutely. And uh, and and you got plenty of time. Let's see, you got uh, in the morning. You got uh, seven to seven to eleven, both sides of the. Uh, yeah, the day. and that's five. Uh, what is that? Five hours. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, four. Four hours See, yeah. in the morning. And the evening. And four in the evening. evening. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you let it run slow and you're under newly planted shrubs and trees, 
for both of those four hours running very slow i know i know a lot of people say well i'll crank it up and get as much water as i can no you don't need to yeah that's <laughs> that's not the way to do it in the situation we're in so uh let it run slow a little that uh, should be about four to about four to six inches of uh, squirt of water coming out each orifice. Okay. And uh, you can control that with a little little t deal on the uh, on, on the, the on the tree hugger sprinkler. Yeah, on the stem, or you can control it at the water spigot. Yeah. Now the uh, the pro the deal you everybody needs to get especially if you're going to do this water and what we're talking about, is a timer. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Uh, the, uh, not that other people forget like I do, but I get in one of those situations, you leave the house, and you're halfway to where you're going, and you think to yourself, did I turn that water off or, or did I leave it on? Well, you don't have to make yourself sick like that uh, worrying about it like that if you got a timer. Okay. Very, very cool. No, and, and you just... The drought is not over. No. That's what I'm saying. Although there's rain predicted for Monday, too. Oh, no. Let me look on the... Uh, there you go. Tell me. Okay. I'll get my... <laughs> ready. All right. I'll find it for you. <laughs> we'll tell you after we get you caught up with the news. Okay. I didn't uh, finish... Where you, where you go to see blue bonnet pictures. Uh, yeah. Blue bonnet. Uh, it's on plantanswers.com. You open the front page, and I've got uh, uh, flowers, uh, blue bonnets circling uh, in, a, in, a, in a gallery, we call it, but uh, for quite a while, the ones that Ray and I took, mainly Ray. <laughs> But one that was on the news. But right under that, as it says, blue bonnet colors in 2022. And uh, we've got additional galleries of, of pictures that I took uh, this spring. Uh, the red maroon Alamo and uh, the, the most of them are of the Ladybird Johnson Royal uh, blue. And then we've got uh, a little group of uh, culture and planting harvest crew uh, with uh, Dr. Uh, Stein and uh, Richard Verstraten, who did not want his picture taken. He said, don't, don't ever take oh. my picture. So oh. you know he shouldn't have said that to me. <laughs> so I got my telephoto lens. Uh, Got it at the other end of the blue bonnet pictures, and now he's featured in that. Does he know? He does. does no, now. he doesn't know yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh -huh. if you he doesn't, doesn't listen to the show, yeah, does he? Yeah. If you know Richard Verstraten, tell him to look at his pictures on uh, <laughs> on All right. Planet. We need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. We're going to come back after the news, uh, but we've got more Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Looking for tomato reports. Always interested in that. 
I saw some articles on Purple Martins. We can talk about that after the break, too. Uh, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Tomato reports are welcome. Uh, your questions are welcome. And we welcome uh, Blue Bonnet reports. Are we okay? I'm not a Blue Bonnet. It's on Purple Martin reports. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting a lot of uh, movement of Purple Martin uh, populations, but... Uh, I don't know. I haven't, uh, at least in my neighborhood, I haven't seen any of the birds that oh, are that's flying weird. or settling in. They're, you know, you know, it motivated me to put all my houses up. The fact that there was so much activity, but I uh, haven't seen any actually uh, penetrate. Now Jerry's uh, sparrows are are doing are doing a lot of nesting, but uh, not so far. The Purple Martins. The, um, and the, what made me think of it, too, this week, I was going to send you the article. Uh, Texas Monthly had an article talking about the uh, Blue Bonnet season. Not, dang it, the Purple Martin huh. season in Texas. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So did, they, did they say anything about uh, last year was kind of an erratic year? Did they say anything I'm about that? I'm trying to remember. No, I was just kind of skimming it. And, oh, okay. But, yeah, I'll find it for you. Um and let's see, um, what else is going on in the garden with, with folks that they... Uh... Well, yeah, they, you, you're right. I think the tomatoes are looking good. Um, generally, uh, most of the varieties we planted this spring are showing some fruit. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, pe- the peppers are, uh, of course, not... Respond they're not growing real fast, but they're looking good. Um, they like they like a little warmer weather. They'll do a little better in the summer, late in the summer. Um, and uh, let's see. Well, we haven't seen any. Uh, I, I've been watching for some uh, of. Uh, Oops, sorry. Miss flower, what? Oh, miss flower and. Uh, and our uh, what what is our Paul Cox's favorite plant, uh, porterweed? Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd lo- love to get some of, some of that porterweed. I know a lot of the uh, folks uh, uh, attempting to influence and support the butterfly populations are looking forward to that being available again. They're just uh, amazing uh, to to have all of those pollinators. Uh, uh, going after that, uh, that red porter weed, all at the same time. That's pretty cool. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'll get some in. Do you know if we have any right now? Uh, we don't have any right no, now. No, not right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last year we got uh, some pretty early. I, I, I suspect it won't be won't be long. It'll be uh, might be the you know might be this week or maybe next week. So what what do we got? Oh yeah, we got. 
What, three weeks before May comes? What's that? Is it three weeks before we're in May? What is it? We're the, se- the 8th? Oh, yeah. The, we have... Uh, the 8th and... Yeah. Uh, There's three more weeks, I guess. 22. Yeah, that's 22 days. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I guess we're not way behind. Look at that little little guy. Yeah, Jerry was talking about that uh, the little white schnauzer. Uh, the ghost schnauzer, I think they call it. Is that what they call him? No, I don't know. I'm just going to say it is. Looks like a little uh, terrier. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, there's so many. There's so many uh, variations now of of um, dog breeds, and it's, it's all decked to, out in purple. Hard to keep up. <laughs> she didn't even pause. She was going to. Yeah. <laughs> She was going right in to pet that dog. That's a beautiful white schnauzer. Yeah, those are ghost schnauzers. Is that what they're called? Yeah, schnauzer. Ghost schnauzers. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty dog. Jeremy said very I, friendly. My schnauzer was white when we washed him. Oh okay. But I don't think he's that white. No, that <laughs> that dog is white. <laughs> okay, right. I just talked to Jeremy. Okay. All you blue bonnet hunters. Oh good. Uh. <laughs> He's got the he got the information because he was going to a singing engagement up at Comanche. Okay, I saw that on his website on his uh, Facebook. Yeah. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, off two eighty one. You're going up two eighty one, way past uh, Johnson City. Oh my goodness! And uh, just past Lampasas, Lampasas. You know where that is? Yeah, that's that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> but we well we go out there. Our signal probably goes. Pr- I know. I think. Well, we know we had Johnson City Joe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just past them passes, you get it comes up uh, 183, and that's where the the big the pretty blue bonnets are. Uh, it's at 183 and 16 Highway 16. Okay. And uh, you, when you get on 183, he says uh, there's a town called Lamita, Lamita, L-O-M-E-T-A. And then uh, when you get to 16, uh, you take 16, and there's, it's, there's a town called P-R-I-D-D-Y. Pretty? I don't okay. know if it's pronounced pretty or... Somebody needs to call and tell us. And 16 runs straight into Comanche. Okay. So uh, that's where Jeremy said they were thick and tall like they're supposed to be. Oh, good. So they must have gotten the rain up there. It's a long way to drive, but uh, today's going to be a good day to take pictures. Yeah, you can open up the windows I mean, tomorrow, and get. I think tomorrow's supposed to be, or it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Oh, is it? No. I don't know if you're looking up the. No, the forecast for tomorrow is uh, patchy fog, then mostly cloudy, high 74. Okay, that's perfect. Sunday night is mostly cloudy. Monday, 40% chance of thunderstorms. I-75, they do not say how much rain uh, <laughs> they're expecting. But that's it. That's the only chance of rain okay. that I can see in the forecast. Uh, so, uh, East, tomorrow, Easter Sunday, 
Yeah. Should be, uh, and don't, if you're taking blue bonnet pictures, don't worry about a cloudy day because uh, they really take better pictures that shows the blueness in them uh, when you've got a little overcast. It's really tough, though, to to see any blueness in the red ones. It's really, you, know, you don't have to worry <laughs> about the cloudy day. I've noticed that the uh, in our yard, the whites and the reds are hanging on better than the blues. Is that typical? ladybird. I know. Is that typical, or I would have thought it would have been the opposite. No. Well, the white's always been strongest. Okay. Yeah, my 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 whites and reds have a <laughs> tendency to be a little more uh, size and muscle to them than the yeah. blues. But for the whites and reds, okay. Yeah. And no blues. Oh, the blues are, are coming out. I mean, just you wouldn't even notice it if you if you, they weren't all together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. so you see the the white section is yeah. There you go. Color. <laughs> Yeah, and the red section is kind of in the middle, and then the blue, <laughs> blues are a little. That's they, kind of the they way. They look good though. The genetics are funny. You, you remember I showed y'all when they were on the benches out here that that white was the first to bloom mm-hmm. and uh, and first to grow. When we were doing the uh, red, white, and blue uh, flag, we would plant we would plant uh, the blues and reds. Uh, probably two weeks seed two weeks before you plant the white. Oh, and the white would catch up. Okay, wow. You want them all blooming. Two weeks is a long time for. uh, Yeah, for for blue bonnets because that's. uh, But that white gets gets up and goes. Okay. Trace. Trace. They're they're really buying those whirling butterflies. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. the plan. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to eyeball now. I no, see I, some I, gaps in there. I, but I don't buy anything at all to appease myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, people like them, and they are a showstopper because it's. Uh, yep, she bought one now. Man. <laughs> okay. What's going yeah. on, Trace? What, what's happened? Oh, did you want to ask Trace a question? Well, uh, I was looking at the geranium hanging baskets are. On sale, still on sale. Where did you go? Uh, yeah, I think that's the regular last. $24.99 on sale for two for $40. Yeah, this is probably the last week for that. Do what? This is probably the last week for that special. Oh, is that right? Okay. And I, I think I said earlier, I got me two water cans. Mm hmm. He broke my display, Milton. Uh. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he told me he wanted one, so I got him one. No. And then I see him out there <laughs> struggling. He tore the display in half to get one more. Yeah, uh, I, got, I got two because yeah. I, I didn't know, but uh, they're on sale for twelve eighty eight, but two for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was getting two f- for my. <laughs> I asked my son how they're how they're watering your big pots that uh, got the tomatoes and peppers in. He says. We're using a, a Britter container. Well, okay. Getting water out of the house, going outside, watering those big barrels. 
So I, I have a side question. Uh, <laughs> is that a filter with salt, or is that a filter filter? No, no. I it's think it may be little, charcoal. A little pot. Uh, well, I understand. But it's a, it's a but filter. It, it yeah, yeah. It filters the water for you. But uh, I don't I don't think they're filtering the water. They're just using the pot to take the water outside. So that's what I got the two pots for. I got you. Because I, I think I'm going to end up watering those things and uh, in, in the summer. Well, you strike me as a two-fisted waterer. Uh, <laughs> do what? Never mind. It was a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. But anyway, the uh, if I had to use a Brita water container, take me all day to yeah. when they get big. But... Uh, he said they're growing amazingly fast. And uh, the peppers, uh, he, he said the peppers are not growing as fast as tomatoes, and that's true. That's mm. the way they do. It's not been hot. It hasn't been hot. Oh, they'll, they'll getting, stop they're, growing they're getting and start doing fruit when it... Pe- peppers like it hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh, tell, us a, tell us a little bit about that, uh, the... For the plant with the uh, white foliage out there. Uh, silver ponyfoot. That is a good drought-tolerant ground cover for sun. And deer resistant. Um, I, okay. I think it I'll, is. I'll take your word on that. It's, it's a native. Um, wonderful in baskets to trail off the side. Wonderful in pots. But it survived six degrees in our landscape up there. We had to supplement a few of them. No, uh, oh. but uh, realistically, a wonderful ground cover that's low mm-hmm. water consumption, and yeah. it's different than what everybody else has. Yeah, do, do uh, gardeners generally use it as a kind of a edging, or do they no. through the middle of the most rock of, garden? Most or? of the ones we sell are either going in rock gardens or pots to hang off the side. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's very attractive and distinctive. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that Bennett Simpson. Uh, Texas A&M native plant guy up in Dallas collected about uh, four or five different selections and uh, named them. And that's, uh, of course, he was a good friend of Paul Cox. So they were kind (laughs) of, and uh, they planted those things at the Dallas Center in Renner in the medians. Out in the parking lot, where they could get no water, hmm. so they never watered those things, and they were always killer pretty. Well, then I don't know if it's an accident, but they looked good with the, those red roses. With the with the what the double knockouts? Yeah, they, and then I think they'd also look really good in a Martha Gonzalez kind of situation, you yeah. know. Where you had that uh, Martha directing traffic, and then you, and they would be kind of a good transition plant, and they could, they could tolerate that uh, dry uh, Uh, heat. I've I've seen them with a Mexican bird of paradise, and that would look really really nice. And red yucca, and Esperanza, and Duranta. So they they kind of complement everything because they are that silver. Shaped, uh, ponyfoot shaped leaf, but uh, and you, you've seen uh, people use them in containers quite a bit, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, originally we were selling it in hanging baskets. It was uh, Dichondra Silver Falls, which is basically the same hmm. concept. Uh, but it's beautiful in a hanging basket. I can imagine that. Uh, when are you going to have it? Do you have any idea when are you going to get some uh, Mexican bird of paradise in blooming? Uh, I didn't go to, I'm not going to church tomorrow. No. That's, that's a question <laughs> to ask God. Um, it's got to get hot. Until it gets hot, they're going to look like sticks. Right. But, uh, so you'll have some larger plants in later? Well, I, two weeks ago I got gallon cans. This yeah. past week I got two gallon cans, but they're not any bigger. They're six inches tall <laughs> with some leaves. Okay. Are they coming out of uh, Arizona? No, they're coming from... Lo local, huh? Uh, just north of town. Okay. But they're in three gallons. No, two gallons. Oh, in two gallons. Uh, yeah. are, have you gotten any uh, thrialis in? Had, yes. Okay. So you're going to get some more of that? I'm sure I will. Okay. Uh, we sold the last two this morning. Oh, okay. That's been, that's been a good plant for people. That's deer resistant. Yep. She wanted six. I could only provide her two. Do what? She wanted to buy six, but I only had two left. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, the people are finding out. And that, that's a good blooming plant that the deer won't eat. Uh, are they mainly available in uh, three gallons or two gallons? So historically, I guess is what you're asking me, Three gallon would be the normal size, but we found some gallons that were really nice, and uh, we brought those in from Greenleaf. Okay. Uh, but they don't have any more. Okay, so, so we, now we got to wait for somebody else to have a three gallon. You've got three gallons, no, and I don't have three gallon. I don't have any. Don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, I had okay. gallon cans this morning and I sold them. Okay. What? What is that? The same saying with uh, firebush? I might have some three-gallon firebush running around, but the first batch I could find were gallons. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace, I always ask you when you come up, because uh, Millburgers uh, has uh, very knowledgeable people here who can answer gardening questions. What are folks asking you guys? They're still asking about grass. Are they still asking yep. about grass? Well, Jerry had an interesting, were you here for, yesterday we were uh, talking about the state, sad state of lawn grass. And oh, I think he's talking about when we recorded the show. Oh, okay. Oh. You mean tomorrow's show. <laughs> and it was. Uh, okay. Uh, I got on the same page. I was like, yeah. today's Saturday. How did we have one yesterday? <laughs> Calvin was just here doing his own show on, on Friday. But the, uh, and then today, today Jerry came and said, you know, I, as sure as I was about that lawn being dead, I'm not sure anymore. Because <laughs> he he's seeing the, some of the San Augustine grass. One little, he thinks, one little yeah. sprouts. Yeah. Mil other. Milton and I are betting on the San Augustine grass. Yeah. Well, I my, just my front yard is still pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You had, when we had had this discussion before, you had mentioned that you were my, kind my of. My wife said to mow the lot already. What? I said my wife's had to mow it a lot already. Okay. Well, cool. So she's, what are they, what, what are they complaining about? 
Just uh, is, is it dead? Still or? weeds and okay. more weeds and grass. And <laughs> do I need to replace? And, and I have a fungus, but they don't really have a fungus. No, like said, what do they have? Damage, winter damage. No. I've seen people taking pictures of grubs and putting them online asking what they are. <laughs> is it grub season? Uh, not really. No. Okay. They, they would be coming up to turn into the beetle. That they yeah. Are meant yeah, there to might be. be grubs on the edge of the compost but okay if they're especially if they've been collecting weeds like rescue grass or something but it seems a little early for lawn grass oh well people there was on next door they were just posting not uh, damage but the actual insect uh the actual did you look to see how big it was what's that did you look to see how big it was no they put a ruler next to it what's that oh no they didn't it was and it's hard to tell in the picture because it's it's from end to end so you have Nothing for context. And someone said it's, it was a grub or it was the larvae of either, um, you know, the... Rhinoceros beetle? Well, they didn't say that. They said cicadas. Do they have a grub-like uh, larva? I don't think so. No, I don't uh, think so. Then. so anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. 210 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. 8867. We're going to take a quick break, and while we what do... What is this now? That, that's an oh. interesting plant. That's pretty. As a walking iris. Oh. So I think we've talked about that before. That's In California, they take that one, and they plant it on the top of a hill. And every oh. time it blooms, the bloom falls down downwards and starts a new so, plant. Okay. So what happens here? Does, I mean, is it effective here for a uh, most, landscape plant? Most people are going to cut off the blooms, so... Uh, yeah, it's a it's still a flag iris or German bearded iris. Uh, just its, it's specific name is Virginia, so it is a purple. That that particular one is a trailing iris. That's a a wagon iris. Yeah, but it's trailing that guy. Oh, okay. Uh, we're <laughs> gonna take a break and come back in a moment. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867, or come on by Millburgers and visit with us, and uh, we'll be happy to answer your gardening question in person while we're here. Uh, so, Calvin, you're full for next Saturday, or? Yeah, we're full Saturday, and then we're full for the new New Braunfels on the 29th. Still got a few slots for the medical center. But uh, it'll be it'll be great, It'll be fun. And then on the twenty second, we've got something fun happening here. Sort of, kind of celebrating uh, fiesta, like a fiesta event. Yes, it is. Yeah, we have the medals out already. What's that? Oh, the medals are already. Yeah, yeah there, there. I brought the the ad from the paper today, and it's got emphasizes the medals on the bottom there, Milton. If you wanted to see them. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. But on the 22nd, from 11 to 2, we've got face painting. Yes. Balloon art. Yes. Sausage wraps. Uh, 11 till they run out or uh-huh. 2, whichever happens first. And all of those are for a uh, donation yep. of $3 each, and that donation goes to Alex's Lemonade Stand for Childhood Cancer. That's nice. Yeah. Where is that place located? 
Alex's. I, I'm not sure. Do you? I don't. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to do some more research. Well, you know, we'll, there's Lebanon. We'll, we'll tell you uh, next week. Memphis. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, look at Calvin's article, and he's talking about what's blooming in San S.A. Gardens in April. And he talks about pomegranates, and they got a picture of pomegranate. I've never seen pomegranates with that big a bloom. I was but, thinking the pomegranates this, this year the blooms are kind of small, but yeah, they, but it's but but at least there is kind of a uniform timing mm-hmm. this year, like like a normal year. But the the, the one of the main things about the pomegranates uh, is that gosh, they'll bloom for six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, it's a pretty bloom. Oh God! Oh yeah, yeah. glow in the dark kind of <laughs> almost burnt <laughs> orange, Milton. Yeah, almost. <laughs> UTSA or UT? Uh, UTSA. Yeah. And I got a picture of Kevin uh, List Metabolus Rose, also called the Butterfly Rose. That's. And we have we have some of them. Um, I'd have to go see. <laughs> we had some. Well, we had some. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty spectacular. Old-fashioned rose. T- yeah, tough old-fashioned rose. The flowers start out as yellow color, convert to pink, then become red. How do we know that? Huh? Why couldn't they have gone red to yellow? It goes. <laughs> I'm just reading Calvin's article. I'm just asking. <laughs> I, uh, my the mind flowers makes start out as yellow, convert to pink. Then become red. I did. Uh, I did not make colors. a major study of it, but I uh, have a metabolus in my yard that. Oh, does looks, that looks pretty good? Um, and I also ver- uh, verified from Bill Welch's book. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my mind always wondered which way they went. It made more sense to me that they start out red and then they faded. Well, I'm with you. And they faded to pink, and then they faded again to a creamy yellow white. Well, we might have, we might, maybe should check that, but uh, <laughs> whatever they do, the the colors are, are pretty, are very attractive, and they and the rose loaded with the blooms. Easiest one to grow. Even you could do it, Milton. Whoa! No, wait a minute. It now. makes a <laughs> yeah, and it's a versatile Milton's, thing too because it, it can be a. What's he- that? Your wife could do it. Okay. It can be a. He- it's one of the best hedges around, I think, and then. A, also, it's a, it makes a neat specimen plant out in the full sun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a great it's a it's a great plant. And the uh, you know if you're looking for, a lot of times uh, folks that are also wildlife advocates don't think of uh, roses as, as fitting that uh, their their definition of desirable plants, but. Those tough modern rose uh, and old-fashioned roses do, because that that um, that rose is, makes makes an excellent nesting site. It's a good place for the uh, the birds and other wildlife to uh, harvest uh, insects. Good plant. Looks great too. But the deer will eat them. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of any rose that the deer pass up. That's right. For. <laughs> Forest Appleton says that's dessert. Yeah. When you plant a rose, are you just planting deer dessert? 
Not, uh, Forrest got angry on our April Fool's <laughs> uh, joke a couple years, many years ago. We were um, telling people that Jerry had discovered a rose that the deer wouldn't eat, and he would keep giving the name out. And every time the name would come up, the uh, radio station would suddenly go quiet. Uh. So people were calling us <laughs> until we got a call from Forrest, who said, uh. <laughs> "You better bring that rose over here. I don't know what that is. Uh. You never told me about it." <laughs> so yeah, Forrest was a bit upset. <laughs> there you go. There was no rose. There, this uh, that's mean. We we uh. were we were just having fun with Forrest, you know. Yeah. And everybody else. More than Forrest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Week in the Garden says, Keep in mind that wildflowers must be allowed to let their seeds mature and drop on a site where the seed can make contact with the soil if they are going to produce a crop the following year. Uh, we're also talking about, have you got Cosmos seed in there? Probably. I don't know. I, used, I used to remember. have. Used to have? Okay. Several kinds, yeah. So if you're looking for some wildflower to plant uh, now, uh, and Cosmos is, is your best bet. And repro- it does. Once you get it started, it, oh, yeah. it's kind of like the zinnias, it reseeds yeah. <laughs> and reseeds. I had plants last week. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. I wow. was thinking that. Has Cosmos plants? Yes, sir. Get out of here. Last week. <laughs> They're gone. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I didn't know anybody grew those. But, uh, yeah, the neat thing about Cosmos, and we're going in it's a hot summer and, and maybe continuous drought uh, situation. I hope not. But uh, the neat thing about Cosmos is you plant them on bare ground, which a lot of us have now, and water them till they so they sprout and get going, and then quit watering them. Because the less less you water them, <laughs> the th- the more compact and dense they are. If you water them and fertilize them, they get tall and leggy. Hmm. So, uh, and and it blooms in the summer. So. Well, and in, and some gardeners have had uh, good luck with using Cosmos as the. The, f- the final wellflower in the, yeah. the summer. Yeah, right, yeah. Of course, you can use uh, uh, salvia, too. Uh, some, there's a couple others that yeah. work but together, but cosmos is the most uh, I significant. I don't know if deer will eat cosmos or not. I, I wouldn't think. I don't know eat. either. Uh-oh, we got Billy on the line. Oh. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Billy? Well, I just need to bring an update on what Jerry was talking about, the blue bonnets. Up. Okay. Okay. Bonnet Cafe in Marble Falls. Mm. Oh, okay. That's up there. Up there in that area, isn't it? It's actually in the, in the grounds around the restaurant. Oh, that's nice. That's the reason it's named the Blue Bonnet Cafe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I imagine they watered them, and uh, I don't know if they've had enough rain up there or not. But uh, anyway, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Th- thank you, Billy. How do you feel, Billy? You sound great. Well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, 
my age, well, you wonder every day, but uh, <laughs> I when you it, when you wake up, you think it's a good day, right? I think it's a good thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I hope. Hopefully, I'll be ninety-six next month. Oh, wow! Congratulations. Lord. Giving Jerry running for his money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, when, and he doesn't fall around. Yeah, <laughs> and he he's got a per- personality. That's, yeah, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. How's your tomatoes doing that you got? Well, they're doing real good. Now, yeah. what did you get? I'm trying to remember. You, we got the uh, Thunderbird. And, Thunderbird. And uh, uh, I think Ruby Crush. Crush yeah, Ruby Crush. Crush and the Red Snapper. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. oh you did. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, gave, I, I, I missed gave, that one. I yeah. gave you Calvin's red snapper. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> All right. Only Sounds great. Him looks like skin is rough instead of smooth like. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, thank you, Billy. Talk yeah. to you later, Billy. Bye-bye. All right. Be safe. 210-308-8867. All right, let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. 210 210- 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. All right, so uh, let's see. we got about, oh, about 17 minutes left. What else do we want to cover before? Okay. Uh, by the way, tomorrow's show is recorded. We've uh, The nursery's closed tomorrow, so uh, you'll enjoy it. We did a nice job, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all that. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and Calvin's this week in the garden in today's paper said uh, if gardeners want to op- have the opportunity to view insect and seed eating birds without providing large amounts of seed and suet to squirrels and other man- mammals, what are the mammals, Barley? Rats. Oh, jeez. He he could he didn't want to put rats in there. No. The feed can be flavored with pepper. The birds eat it, but the squirrels pass it up. Why is that, Milton? Why do the squirrels pass it up? Your theory is they have they have taste buds. They have lip, lips. Have, oh, okay. <laughs> and birds don't. But uh, I'm. I, I bet those rats, it'll burn their rats' lips, too. No, I don't know. Will it? Calvin's, Does it Calvin's work shaking on his rat? head. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're both rodents. I don't know why it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe you could use that in the house or something. I don't know. The food that you drop on the floor for no. the rats. Why are you dropping food on the floor for rats? Well... Yeah, I don't know. The cook used to do it. Uh-huh. I said, why are the rats in here? Uh-huh. They didn't come in here to get warm. <laughs> After you've been talking on the show, do many people come over your place for supper? <laughs> they come in after the food. 
Oh, no, I meant, I meant guests. Oh, do, oh. Do you get many? If you said it, talk about your roaches, <laughs> your rats. Your I'd always, always think about uh, Ms. Nethery, who's yeah. passed now, up in Junction, the famous gardener up there. And uh, we would eat, we, we would, Bill McReynolds and I would eat uh, supper with him. And uh, Bill and uh, her husband, uh, Ms. Nether's husband, Mr. Nether, would sit at one end of the table and uh, and talk cattle and ranching and things like that. Mm-hmm. Ms. Nether and I would sit at the other end of the table and identify the insects that were flying around on our end of the table. So, <laughs> it was okay. weird. Uh, let's see. It's a, it's a recommended that patches of cuttings originating from live oak roots be controlled by mowing rather than any chemical. Well, the, the up of that, or the up and down of that, is that uh, there's no chemical that'll use you could kill them with. Uh, of course, you worry about they're, they're connected to the mother tree, and uh, you worry about damaging the mother tree, but uh, people always say, well, I'll spray them with a Roundup. No, no good. Uh, and I, I went in there a while ago and bought me some uh, cut vine and stump killer. Hmm to get rid of those stupid uh, seedlings that are coming up of Chinese pistache and uh, hackberry, of course. So, uh, and, and remember, if you're going to all the trouble to cut them down, get some stump vine and... Cut vine. Cut vine and stump killer. Uh, and it's in it's in the... It, you just put a, a little dab, little dab of do you, Milton. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Or are you too young? Is Steve George barrel cream? talking to you yeah, now? Yeah, barrel cream. <laughs> but uh, anyway, after you make the cut, immediately dab some of that to cut vine stump killer, and they'll never come back up again. And I think Trace one time was suggesting, like, you could cut a little bit of the trunk. Yeah, right. And put it. Put it on that where you cut, and that would work too. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, when and, it then dies. A, and then one of our listeners called in. Yeah. What the hell are you damaging the trunk to put it on with? You know, it's it's got remedy. Has it got remedy in it? Mm-hmm. The active ingredient. Yeah. yeah. And remedy, <laughs> you spray on the bark, and the, all you have to do is spray it on the bark. Oh. And it's up taken into the tree. So that guy was kind of put out with us uh, yeah. recommending that you needed to damage the cabinet. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, you can just put that on. i got, I got to try that out in my backyard. But, uh, well, just but I, put, I think it. Just put it on. Uh, I, I would think, yeah, that you would get better penetration by yeah. some kind of surface disruption yeah. than you would just straight maybe not maybe it just works perfectly without i, I bet it will try it yeah because remedy is known for that yeah remedy's a neat 
product. <laughs> if you if you use it carefully, we we were hesitant to uh, mention it uh, because it, it's used in brush in brush country and they mix mix remedy and diesel I think together mm. and spray brush black brush black brush brush and uh, and all those types of brushes down there. Uh, fertilize the lawn grass after the real grass has been mowed twice. I don't think that if, if I've got real, real real grass coming, I don't think I'll be mowing it twice until July. No. <laughs> then. No, this is going to be gonna one be of thick, those years thick. where it'll be, yeah. be some... So you, you have to kind of make some decisions, you know. Yeah. What am I trying to accomplish and what what you, you don't want to do anything that will challenge the environment. You don't want to waste any of your product. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you might, yeah, you might use a very variation of uh, your normal uh, applications just because the season's so different the weather's so different yeah Just it see. may be uh, it may be better uh, to use a an organic type that's a slow release and and mainly used as a as a kind of a mulch yeah and really really uh, at, at worst you would waste a little bit of nitrogen but the uh, yeah not not a it wouldn't be a as much of a challenge as a twenty-one percent product might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And if, and if you've just got spots, it looks like that's what I'm going to have. Uh, you wouldn't want to go ahead and put a. He's graduated to spots now. Yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> since we've well, been on the air too. I, I'm assuming <laughs> that I'm going to have a spot. <laughs> I hope I have a spot. I wonder. I wonder what the uh, the uh, neighborhood. Uh oh, we got the, we got a. Uh oh, we got a. Uh, Calvin got a text. Text from a gardener that says, "John Thomas says, dear, eat cosmos." Oh. My experience. This is Bart. Hey, Bart. My experience is that they think they they are dessert. John Thomas says the cosmos the deer eat deer. I mean the deer will eat the deer. <laughs> we need some of that. Boy, if yeah, if you, deer. if you find that plant. <laughs> so John Thomas says, okay. Thank, uh, how, thank how, you, Bart. How should we believe him? I don't know. What does he know? Oh. He knows a lot. <laughs> Especially how to spread seeds like chickens. Like feeding chickens. That's what I remember. I say, I wonder what the... Uh, Neighborhood, uh, uh, what is it you call it? Uh, HOAs? HOA, yeah. Are going to do about these lawns. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they're, I hope they're reasonable. Um, no, we know they're not reasonable. No, yes, they let's move. <laughs> well, let's San, move on past that. <laughs> in, San, in San Antonio, the quite often they're they're quite pretty often. reasonable. Pretty other, reasonable. Other, I've been dealing with other. I'm places. just quoting him back. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll see. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people. Yeah. If I didn't have those oak sprouts <laughs> in my front yard, uh, they'd be looking at a barren front yard. And I don't know if they'll tolerate that or not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Oh I've my. Never had one, so I don't know how they create yeah. their rules. I imagine they're by the neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess if the neighborhood has enough places with spots and weak garden, weak, weak yards, it yeah, may, it, may have a revolution going on. <laughs> Maybe so. But a lot, a lot of uh, neighborhoods too, though, have have gotten more uh, reasonable, yeah, and uh, environmentally more tolerant than than they used to. Yeah, remember, all, of course, all the all the battles when we used to be on the the radio. <laughs> we, it seemed like every once a week we'd mm-hmm. be in the middle of a yeah of a neighborhood challenge. Yep, but it's going to be a challenging year. We're going to yeah. have to change our, change a little bit of our, our. Because uh, I don't, I don't want to water the lawn. And uh, so, what comes up <laughs> is going to be struggling. Maybe, anyway. maybe we'll get a nice, we'll make up for the past year or the past two years. That'd be nice. Yeah. But uh, anyway, looking at uh, Neil Sperry's article, uh, he says, Our son lives north of Dallas. The cold spell in March dipped below freezing. And he says their Chinese pistachio was brown. Now, my Chinese pistachio is just just leafing out. Hmm. Uh, it's it's even later than uh, red oak and uh, all the other pecans. Trees. I don't have pecans. Oh. But yeah, I think I'm, the pecans are starting to come out. Yeah. I'm, so I you know what that along. means. Oh. I got allergies. That, <laughs> I got that oak pollen about this yeah, deep yeah. on the car. And yeah. when I drove over here today, I thought it was <laughs> big chunks of it were yeah. mush. But Neil says uh, that uh, the pistachio brown said, I seriously doubt it. It will slow down the full leaf canopy by a few weeks as it revs up again for renewed spring growth, but it will definitely do so. They're very durable trees. He loves Chinese pistachios. Hmm. Your buddy got it. Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> let's see, he's talking about, uh, somebody wrote in and said, I planted the fruit of a prickly pear cactus. Now there's somebody that ain't got enough to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and this is what grew from it. It doesn't look right, but it's looking at 500 photos of cacti online. 
I didn't find anything that matched. Can you please help me? <laughs> uh, and Neil writes back, do a search instead using the keys words. Uh, uh, double pink tulip flower. I think this is one of the scores of beautiful double pink <laughs> t uh, tulips that uh, one of your buddies <laughs> uh, they don't come up from sea says perhaps we're smelling a practical jerker somewhere nearby mm. <laughs> in the event they have lovely balloons uh, <laughs> and you had a picture of it right there that ain't no cactus thing but uh, don't worry about getting using the fruit of a prickly pear uh, all you have to do is break off one of those uh, pads one of those pads let it let it dry uh, uh, let the wound dry for about uh, three or four days just by laying it on the cabinet or picnic table and then then plant it okay and uh, <laughs> I went through this deal with uh, dr. Lois Reeves that I talk about quite often was was uh, getting uh, a, to tumor uh, just we with take, the radio, we but we, cash. Are uh -huh. you cash? <laughs> no. we can help you in just a second. All right, we're some, we're going to say goodbye. For, well, hang on a sec. We're going to say goodbye for today, but happy Easter to everybody. She's not and, cash. Oh, okay. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>